fancy boys. Uh, this week, Donovan has moved away from the mug wine and into a solo cup of wine, paired with the finest white cheddar square biscuit crackers. And I'm Donovan. And I am Artholomew, and I am drinking a full-on juice glass full of uh, what I like to call card Bordeaux, also known as box wine. <laughs> a delicious Moscato, courtesy of Franzia. I feel, like, I feel like our drinking choices have gotten worse and worse since we've started oh, yeah. doing this. Well, like, I've, I think honestly... I've, come up, I've come up from the natural father. That's true. And that was an aberration, and that was that is that's the definitely a pit. Yeah, that's about as bad as it got. But we're <laughs> we're leveling out into some. It's a lot of fucking box wine. Uh, I still don't own any wine glasses. I don't know if the solo cup is a step up or down from the mug. Certainly uh, down because it's not <laughs> made of ceramic. It is plastic. It's God's finest polymers, Arthur. This is fancy boy <laughs> fucking hour, and uh, these cheese. It's nay. Cheddar biscuit bites are pairing quite well with my red wine. I respect your life choices. I appreciate you know what I respect yours too. And uh aside from our fancy boy times though, uh we got a fucking special guest this week. We have Woo-hoo! my dude Max Farber, uh from the band Sweet Tooth in the studio with us. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Fucking excellent. We're fantastic. We're, we're chugging Good. wine. Those are those are eating these cheeses. Those are the only answers I need. Oh, bro. We got one chew in there before we start. You got to you got to do respect to Ira Glass and his technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just chewing directly into the microphone. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what Ira Glass does. <laughs> it's so loud. Perfect. It's almost like it's almost like uh, what's the um, AS? It's very ASMR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting a strong ASMR vibe from this. We've we've discussed this before, and honestly, I think we may just need to spin off and do a separate program. That's just me eating food with a microphone halfway down my throat. <laughs> I will. I will carve. I would, so. I, would, I would listen to that. Well, Max, thank you for fucking coming on with us. Uh, I'll give hey, I'll give thank, a little context. Uh, I know Max from Bonnaroo, which I have reported on a couple times uh, on the show before. I think you've been there like every year I have, right? You've been you've been going with this group for a while. My yeah, my first year was 2017. Um, Hell yeah! And, uh, I've been going every year since. So yeah, this year was my third. Uh, and <laughs> you best believe I'll be back next year. There, there's no way I'm missing another one. I have absolutely yeah. the same. Even on the other, I had to fly in this year across the country, and that's that's not the most ideal thing. You're coming from uh, you're coming from Canada, though, right? We got to mention that too. I'm, where uh, where are you at in Canada? I live in I live in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Fuck, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> The best the best part was when when people actually at the festival would ask me where I'm from and I told them I would like I wanted to say Toronto but I I would just tell them Canada uh, just to make it easier I guess <laughs> sure. and people just people just lost their mind they like treated me like I was just like basically like I came out of Area 51. <laughs> people get excited like, about what? that. They're like, 
they lo- like I I guess I never realized how much how much people love Canadians. Like it's 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 almost overwhelming. You're lovable people. That is undeniable. Thank you so much. That's so that's so kind of you to say. It's it's also funny to me because I feel like most unless you say something, I feel like most Americans like aren't going to bat an eyelid. Like there's a mild accent <laughs> difference, but I don't know how much people are going to know. Like unless you start referencing like some Toronto specific shit. Or I don't know, maybe a couple certain words would would uh, cue them in. But you know what I mean? Like I knew a dude who was Canadian for I fucking feel, yeah. years. I didn't know until like after three years <laughs> knowing him. Yeah. Well, you already have a bit of it going there because you you pronounced it Toronto with the with the soft T. Yeah, like Toronto. Uh, I've heard it. Toronto. I've heard people call lo- it Toronto. Tr- like, yeah, like we say, like like basically C H U R A N N A, like Toronto. Toronto. A lot of people say it like that, but I'll. I'll the easiest way for me to find out when someone isn't Canadian or just like hasn't been to Toronto is they'll be like, "Oh, like you're from Toronto," right? <laughs> With like the hard T at the end, and it like it makes me shiver almost. <laughs> like I'm like not in a rude way, but in a way that's just like, "Ugh!" Like it sounds wrong. Like that's not right. Tor- Toronto, <laughs> Toronto. Oh, they're like, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Toronto. How is it there? I'm like, well, it'd be I'm, a lot better if you well, so didn't fucking say it like that. So you're saying, but I I pronounce it the way that well, close to the way Toronto Toronto Torontoans pronounce it. Toronto. You, you had the you had the ch at the beginning because you, you, you very casually just dropped like, oh yeah, in, in Toronto. And I was hell like, yeah, dude. I'm over here and I'm just thinking to myself like, holy shit, like he's he's making good progress. That's good. <laughs> can I let can the, I be a hideous let, can I be a hideous American for a second? Sure. Will you, will you please say the word about for me? Uh, <laughs> about. Nice. I feel the do, edge. Do, I feel a little bit of the t- edge. Does it sound Canadian? Like, you know, it's it's not the stereotype. <laughs> you know, there's no boot. But like the. It's funny though. I've heard Canadians say a boot with like no intention. Like it's just that's just how they say it. But that's more like that's like northern. Ontario, right? Like they'll be like, right. "Oh, I was ta- I was talking about it the other day," and it's it's very hard to not laugh. <laughs> it's <laughs> like uh, all. that's funny. That's like Letter Kenny Canadians, yeah. Right? Like that's very, proper yeah, fucking exactly. deep country Canadians. Now, is that <laughs> is that something of a universal kind of modality in Canada? Like, are hillbillies always kind of like is like are those stereotypes that are universal to? Uh, Canadians are just are they're in like Saskatchewan, right, or some shit? Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're kind of spread out evenly across Canada. Like in uh, there's a little a little little city called Barrie, which is about about an hour north of Toronto, and people refer to it as like I guess almost the hick town of Ontario in a way, mm. uh, like the like modern hick. Sure. Um, so, for example. Um, I was there. My band, actually, we played a show there uh, at the end of June, and we went to a, a little place called Pita Pit, which is, like, probably the best pita restaurant you'll ever have in your life. And we it's, got Pita it's Pit down here. to find in Toronto. Do they actually? Pita Pit's international, apparently. I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Well, the, the more you know. There you go. I, I assumed it was just a, a, a Canadian thing, but I guess not. That's good to know. Um, and uh, me, and uh, me and my bassist were just grabbing a bite before her show, and there's just one guy sitting in there, and uh, he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, you're sitting next to me." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, 
okay <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest i didn't think we were even gonna eat there i was just like okay i was like we'll get food and we'll just like eat at the venue mm-hmm. uh and this guy was like hey you you guys are sitting down next to me and my buddy looks at me and my bassist is from barry so he looks at me and he's like dude we're sitting down like we're sitting with this guy and i was like <laughs> okay we sit down and we just start shooting the shit um and he's he starts asking us what we put like in our pitas <laughs> and uh and my bassist is like he has allergies he's basically allergic to everything mm. which is really unfortunate so he was like oh he's like yeah like i i couldn't put a whole lot because i'm allergic to this i'm allergic to that <laughs> and the guy just goes oh shit are you allergic to peanut butter and my bassist just he's like yeah i, I am it sucks <laughs> the guy just goes oh dude if I were allergic to peanut butter, I'd fucking kill myself. <laughs> you could do that very easily with peanut butter. I know, right? And then, and then, and then he looks at me and he goes, "Do you eat peanut butter?" And I'm like, Ugh. "I'm like, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, I'm more of a Nutella guy. Uh, like, no, no, like, no disrespect to peanut butter. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mouthful. I think it, it's, it's a lot. And I find that Nutella, you know, has the same kind of." texture but it's it's smoother in a way hmm. and he looks at me and he goes you're from toronto <laughs> like yeah and he goes fuck he's like of course you are you nutella loving piece of shit <laughs> and, and then Jesus. i like i i froze i had i had no idea what to say and then he was like no he's like i'm just fucking with you and i'm like oh okay i don't know how to, <laughs> we leave the we leave the pita pit and my, ba- my bassist i know right my, my bassist looks at me and he goes Dude, he's like, welcome to Barry. <laughs> well, good, good times. Well, so you mentioned you, you're going with your bassist. I know you've been playing a bunch of shows recently. Tell us, uh, tell us about Sweet Tooth. How long you've been playing? How you got into that? What kind of what kind of sure shows? Thing. What kind of music you've been playing? Yeah, so Sweet Tooth, uh, we've been a band, a full band for I'd say, I want to say about four four to five months at this point. Um, it started two years ago. No, actually, I think three years now at this point. Um, me and my uh, my other guitarist Dylan, uh, we met working at HMV, which I I know that doesn't exist in, in yeah, what's uh, that? In the United States. That is HMV. It stood for His Master's Voice. It was basically a music store, but we sold movies, we sold like posters. It was kind of like kind of like the a jack of all trades. It was it was mostly a music store, but it really sold a little bit of everything at yeah. the end of the day. Um, and I worked there for, I think, about two years, and I met Dylan working there. And uh, we, uh, we realized very quickly that we had very similar music taste. And uh, Dylan said that he studied independent music production, and he said, he's like, you know, like, if you, if you want to come on over, like, I have a whole studio in my basement. Let's just, like, let's jam and, and see what happens. So... I figured worst case scenario, he has a great studio, but maybe he's a shitty musician. But like, I, I hope he's great with both. I hope they're both enjoyable. Uh-huh. And they were, which was great. I went over to his house and we actually ended up writing three songs uh, that night. And I remember leaving his place that night and I said to him, I was like, dude, we, we got to do something about this. This doesn't just happen, you know? Yeah. Um, like if I came over and we just played a bunch of covers and then like, smoked a joint then i would have been like okay like this could be fun but we have three really cool songs that i think a lot of people will like so we we can't just sit on this we're like okay we're like well let's get our like you know let's get our dicks out of our hands and and put a fucking band together that's good times 
You said you guys were playing a bunch of a bunch of shows recently too. Like yes, as we, as far uh, as like a kind of starting a band in Toronto, I assume that's like a pretty good city to start in, right? Like you got to have a ton of venues. I, I there there is a lot. Um, it's tough. the The good ones are tough to get because a lot of those are just like you know you need to be signed to a label or yeah. you need to know the right people. And I I have some nice connections that I got from my work, which is great, but. It's uh, it's still tough. We're just we're hustling as as hard as we can to play as many shows as possible because we keep saying to each other like we're we're really confident in what we have here. And when we brought in our new drummer, uh, Colin, this guy's like a fucking mastermind on the kit. He uh, we were talking with him after, and he said he's like you know he's like I think it's great that like you guys are clearly very passionate about this, but it's you should be because these are really catchy songs that a lot of people can get behind so he's like i'm happy to be a part of it and i like i myself i i agree you know this is something that dylan and i have been trying to get for a long time and the fact that now we're actually playing shows and like people are hearing our music it's a big deal like my uh like blaine literally texted me a couple hours ago uh a screenshot of a buddy uh that texted him saying hey man uh, a car just drove by me in Barrie downtown, and it was playing one of your songs, <laughs> which is oh, that's really awesome, fucking dude. cool. That's awesome. God, that feels yeah. good. Oh, it's a great feeling. I love it. Well, that's that's fucking excellent, man. Well, to to our listeners, uh, so you, you said you're on Spotify as a Sweet Tooth, right? Yes, we are on Spotify. The uh, there I, there's a few other Sweet Tooths out there. But the way you can find us, look for the picture of the mouth with a little happy face that is basically referencing a tab of acid. It's, okay. It stands out like a sore thumb. Like, you, you can't miss it. <laughs> there you go. And uh, you said you got an Instagram going on, too. Tell the, uh, tell the folks yes, what that is. So our, they can uh, find you. you should, yeah, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at Sweet Tooth is a Band. Um, fucking a there we go yeah. well i recommend you yeah. folks check uh check out sweet tooth max is a fucking good dude and they're a kick-ass band too so i highly highly recommend it and uh i think we need to add a little we, we need to have a personal connection max with you and our listeners <laughs> to really get them on board with this so we need to ask you our traditional question which is what is your worst dating or relationship experience oh man all right, you guys ready for this? I'm, I'm buckled I'm in. Waiting with bated breath. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys have seatbelts on your chairs because you're gonna you're gonna want to buckle yourselves in for this. <laughs> so, basically, just a little backstory. I'm getting married in October. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. My uh, my fiance and I we've been together for I think I think fuck I think it's gonna be nine years in November, Whoa. which is crazy. Fucking um, I know, but. At the beginning of our relationship, a couple years in, we, I think we've broken up, I think three times in total, and <laughs> I, I think as like like any couple, you go through phases like that where you kind of like you have your distance with each other, you come back, and something's not working, you split off again. I don't know. It it it, it seems to be a common thing uh, that I've noticed, at least with my group of friends. I don't know, but uh, anyway, uh, before I start rambling. Um, the third and last time we broke up, we we both saw other people, mm. um, and I saw this girl. I don't. I'm not gonna. Should I say her real name? Should I? I'll, I'll give her. I'll give her a fake name. Just fake names in, are good. Case. We like fake names. Uh, we'll call her. We'll call her Alice. Um, Alice. Uh, 
was talking to me while my fiance and I were like kind of like going through like a tough time and I knew I could like something was off in, in the relationship. We weren't really sure what, but I but I was talking to this girl and I was like, Oh my god, like she like clearly really likes me. This is really cool. Um and then my fiance and I uh split and this girl, you know, we were chatting and we we agreed to go out and it was it was it was most definitely a rebound that's for sure right um but uh i think it was i think we ended up we only stayed together for about maybe just over a month but uh things went south very fast (laughs) um the 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 first sign of trouble was um i stayed at her house one night and she she's russian and her parents are like your typical russian parents like like not just the accent but just like everything like jesus christ i was like waiting for them to be like for them to tell me that they're like friends with putin or something you know because like they just seemed like like they seemed like those kind of people they're they were very nice some serious ass russians though serious like with a cap like Serious ass Russians, all in caps. Pet, like, pet bear, that, that whole thing. Uh, pet bear, uh, framed photograph of Stalin in the bathroom. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole shebang. Um, I remember I the first time I <laughs> that I ever stayed the night at her house. Uh, we were just hanging out in her bedroom, and there was a knock on the door, and I was like, "Guess it's her, the parents." And it was it was her dad, and he goes, "Alice, you be quiet tonight," and I'm like. I'm just like watching them talk and she starts talking in Russian. He starts talking back in Russian. And then he looks at me and he goes, Max. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, if you have sex with my daughter, you must be quiet. Okay. We sleep next door. (laughs) He's like, all right, listen up. You can go to bone zone. Make sure we do not hear it. (laughs) It was I literally like I I wasn't sure whether to laugh or just be like sir yes sir. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a sir it yes like, sir kind of situation. Exactly. So I looked at him. I'm like, I'm like, of, of course, a- absolutely. Um, <laughs> fast, fast fast forward. That was about that was within the first week. Fast forward a week later, and I'm uh, I'm sleeping at her house again, and she uh, was a teacher's assistant, so she always got up really early in the morning to go to school. And uh, we were about to go to sleep one night, and she she put she tells me to open up my hand, and she puts something in my hand, and I look, and it, and it's a key, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this doesn't look like any of my keys. Like, what's what's this for? And she goes, you you should have this because I'm 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 leaving early tomorrow, and I, so I kind of take a second, and I'm it's like, it's just gonna be you hmm. and the parents in the house. <laughs> Right. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to have to hang out with your fucking like ridiculous Russian parents. What's going on here? Uh, and this is two weeks in. Like, She's like, giving you a fucking key to her two, parents' this place. Is, this is two weeks in. Oh my God. Giving me a key to her parents' place. And I look at it and I like, in my mind, I'm like, this has to be a joke. Like, she's probably going to just like take it back and be like, nah, like, fuck. You thought I was going to give you a key to my house? Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, and uh, she, she hands me the key and I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm like, I mean, I don't really need this. Like, I can just, I can just get up when you get up, and I can, I can leave with you. And she goes, No, no, no. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, hold on to it. I was like, uh, Okay. Like, do you want me to leave it in the mailbox when I'm gone? And she goes, No, no, no. Hold on to it. 
Keep it close <laughs> to your heart. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I, I felt like I had to like fold it up and like hold it next to my chest. <laughs> so, so I, I, I'm like shocked and I'm like, oh my God, like not only do I have a key to this girl's house, but now I still have to sleep here. <laughs> like I can't just, I can't just leave now. <laughs> did you, did you get to find out what Russian breakfast was like? Well, here's the thing. I didn't because I woke up and no one else was in the house except for Whoa! me. <laughs> Not even the parents. Not even the parents. I woke up and I'm like, okay, it's quiet, but maybe someone's still sleeping. The house was empty. I had like I I never felt more unsafe in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it was really it was freaky. It was almost it was almost comical, but the main emotion I felt, I was like, oh shit, like I should like I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> like and in in the back of my head <laughs> in the back of my head I kept thinking, I could just rob this fucking house. <laughs> of, of I kinda went there shit. too. That's exactly where I went also. But uh like, I am I expecting I... AK based retaliation if you fucking rob them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking it, Boris yeah. Yeltsin's zombie ass fucking shows up at your house in the middle of the night. <laughs> and if, even if you give him the shit back, he's still fucking Kalash the cops even in the face. There's a, exactly. There's a specter exactly. hanging over you. Just like Europe. Yeah. Um, it's communism. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> as far as as far as bad times go, that is pretty good times. And uh fucking Yes, no, that was definitely the, the the sweetest redemption that could have happened in that situation. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Well, are, are you ready at this point, Max, and you too, Arthur, to use some of this bad former relationship energy to try to save some current relationships? What do we What do we say? I'm into it. I, I've I've never been more ready. All right, excellent. Well, let's let's get into it. Well, hey, this first question, we're immediately entering the front room. Fuck yeah. Love the friends then. We do, and of course, this is the segment of our show where we uh, examine a more of a friend relationship than the the normal romantic relationships we talk about. We've just changed the order a little bit up, put it up front, and uh, kind of like an appetizer. And and, and that does make sense, <laughs> you know, maybe in the context of an Italian restaurant, because my twenty one F friend twenty three M stole over a dozen garlic bread and took weed I paid for. And I'm not sure how I feel about him anymore? Question mark? This happened a while ago, but it's so bizarre to me. I'm sorry for my poor grammar. Also, a very long TLDR at the bottom. Okay, thank you for all that. A few months ago, my boyfriend and I asked my friend for a 20 bag of weed. He said he would get us a bag, but it would be later on. We asked around 4 p.m., and he came around 9 p.m. with a very small bag and wanted us to smoke some from his pipe. I guess before I continue, I should mention that I have known him since middle school. We have never argued, never been ripped off from him. We always had a pretty chill friendship. Nothing out, nothing non-platonic, so this took me by surprise that he would want to smoke from our bag and his pipe, but whatever. My boyfriend and I just brushed off trying to be nice. We only hit the bowl twice, and he held on to the re- held on to it the rest of the time he was there, which is like 25 minutes, way shorter than normal. Suddenly, out of nowhere, he stands up, 
says he's got to go meet up with some girl and asks my boyfriend for a pinch of weed that we just bought for his barely smoked bowl to take to this girl. We were visibly annoyed, but my boyfriend still wanting to be nice gave him some and my friend told me he was hungry and my grandmother had just finished making some spaghetti and loads of garlic bread, each like half a loaf each. They were really friggin' big and there was more than enough pasta, so I told him, hey, help yourself. And when he left my room to the kitchen, my boyfriend and I talked about how weird it was that he was acting this way. And how rude it was for him to ask for weed we literally just paid for when the bag was already smaller than it should have been. But we dropped it, and it just smoked, and went back to playing our game just trying to brush it off. Maybe like 20 minutes after I heard him eat and shut the front door, suddenly we both hear a loud knocking at our window. So I checked, and it was him asking for his keys in a water bottle that he had left in the room, which I wasn't aware of until I saw them, and I went outside to hand it to him. My boyfriend and I looked at each other confused, wondering why he knocked on the window instead of just coming back in like a normal-ass person if he had left something, but whatever. Again, he just brushed it off. After we made sure he left, my boyfriend wanted some spaghetti and two garlic bread pieces. So I went to the kitchen and, to my surprise, there is not a single piece of garlic bread besides a half-eaten one. I asked my grandmother if she put any up, and she said no, they were in the stove. And I told her to come check, and yeah, all of it was gone. She was surprised, and so was I. She swore up and down she didn't eat any, and I know my boyfriend didn't because he had never once left the room. So now I'm like, what the fuck? Did he seriously just take off with a dozen fucking half-bread loaves of garlic bread? I tell my boyfriend, and he's pissed and confused. (laughs) This is so out of behavior for my friend, and I've never had anything like this happen to me. If he really needed food, I wouldn't have cared to give him some, even though I know he made enough money to not be going hungry. So what we figured was he took all the garlic bread to the car, but realized he forgot his keys and was nervous to come back and be confronted for taking the garlic bread. Uh, I'm not sure how the girl he supposedly was meeting was going to react to like a dozen fucking bread loaves and a half-smoked bowl of weed, but whatever. He He never said sorry or spoke to me again after that. Until recently, he keeps trying to talk to me, but honestly, I just want to ask him why he did that and what was going on. Would it be wrong of me if I want to know why he did this or if I feel like this put our friendship in a weird light? TLDR, my friend stole fucking half a dozen loaves of garlic bread, ripped me off on a 20 sack, and he wanted that he wanted some of that 20 sack for a girl. He hasn't talked to me or said sorry since. That was posted by Ludatic Kitten. Hmm. This is so oddly specific. <laughs> it fucking is. There's so many just precise references to number of garlic bread pieces, and I don't know how necessary that is. This dude, is, like, I feel like, I feel like someone's. He's ho- probably the uh, the OP is probably hoping that someone asks for maybe the recipe for the garlic bread. <laughs> they do keep stressing it. They do keep throwing that in there. And the more that I read this, the more I want fucking garlic bread to go with my solo Absolutely. couple. Absolutely same. But what's what's going through this dude's head? Why do we think this guy, you know, he's been normal I, up to this point. He fucking fucks him over on weed, and then he steals just like a dick load of garlic bread. Let's see. So this person's in his early twenties. I'm reading because you know they're twenty. You know she's twenty one f. The boyfriend's twenty three m, and she's known him for a long time. So I'm guessing he's around his early twenties, and he's mm-hmm. beginning his apotheosis into one of those wooks. 
that like walks into your life and just says, Hey man, can I borrow everything? <laughs> He's becoming that. He's taking a turn into into hard work. He's he's been infected by the like, workness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what like I would be thinking if I was there, like while this was happening. And my thought process, the first thing that comes to mind is I just think this guy is high as fuck. Right. <laughs> I think he's just really high and he's overthinking everything because I could see like I could almost see myself being this guy in the sense of like, oh, shit, like I took garlic bread and like I don't want to go back in and have them be like, where is it? And then I'm like, oh, like I'm high. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's so in my I car. Th- I think he's... <laughs> so I think he. I think he has probably <laughs> I think he just like can't handle this weed very well. Probably smoked it like didn't have to smoke that much to get high, but he yeah. probably smoked a lot, so he's probably tripping balls and he just clearly <laughs> is like overthinking it. That's, I, I mean, did that's, actually that's how I see I it. did actually think about this in relation to my own relationship with cannabis, and maybe this person is developing that kind of psychotic disorder that I have related to weed. I don't know if I talked about it on the show. If I smoke weed, I have like a manic break now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and maybe this guy's developing that kind of like psychotic. You know what I mean? Because like, what would no, what I could possess that. a man to take all the garlic bread? How do you even carry that much yeah, garlic like, bread? Like that is that is an effort. Exactly. I, I feel did, you. Did he also steal, like, I'm, I'm the same way. Where I smoked a decent amount in college. And, and then just at a certain point, all of a sudden, it started treating me weird, and I'd get all paranoid. And I could totally see what Max is saying. That like, you're in this weird fucking kind of trippy headspace. You go downstairs, and like, this is this is fucking good garlic bread. And you're just sitting there munching on it. You're like, oh, fuck, dude. This girl's, like, fucking waiting. Oh, but I'm still so hungry. And then you just, like, grab a fucking bunch of it. You get to the car, and then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't have my keys. I just took so much of this shit. This is going to be so embarrassing. Oh, my God. They're going to fucking kill me because I stole all the garlic bread and you just have this weird fucking panic attack and start acting weird. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the crux of it. This dude is just having a bad time on weed. He had the fucking super munchies. He's probably kind of a fucking wook too. And that all just came together where he's the fucking high ass garlic bread thief. Here's, I think what's going to happen. So they say he still hasn't apologized for that whole situation. I think this is the kind of ordeal where they're just going to let it go and then maybe like I don't know, five years from now he'll be like, "Hey man, remember that time where <laughs> I was being like super fucking stoned, and like you were probably wondering where all the garlic bread and spaghetti went? Like I'm sorry, man. Like I was just like really, I was just really high." <laughs> and they'll be like, "Yeah, dude, why didn't you fucking just say that five years ago?" <laughs> oh man, I was really embarrassed. Like, I was just fucking stoned, man. Like, I don't know. I didn't want you to be mad. I, I feel like, that, It's though. garlic bread. I feel that, though. I can yeah. see, You get fucking high and super anxious, and you blow this out of proportion, and then you fucking come down, and you still don't want to talk about this, because it is a bizarre-ass thing to steal, like, fucking 12-ass loaves of garlic bread. That shit's wild. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like that's why he's he just, like, hold out. it in his hands? Did he, like, take a paper towel or something? Like, did he just, like, grab it and just, like... How big is this dude? How long is this dude's arms that he was able to hold all these fucking (laughs) loves? But I don't know. As far as what to do, I mean, you might attempt to talk to him and be like, hey, what was going on the other night? You seemed like you were having a bad time. Like, maybe frame it a little bit as, like, you seemed anxious. 
and see if this dude will open mm-hmm. up. Maybe it was a bad time. And maybe you can get him to apologize or, like, feel comfortable enough to admit, yeah, if I was way too fucking high, I'm sorry. Uh, and if he doesn't, then, okay, maybe you know that this dude is just a fucking garlic-ass stealing wook and uh, maybe not the best person to have in your life. But I don't know. They said he's been That's good before. True. Maybe try a little reach out, see see what happens. But I don't know, man. I feel like if, if they... If they do reach out to him, they should probably start it with like, "Hey, just so you know, like, we're not mad, but we just yeah. want to know. <laughs> we're just confused. What the fuck is up with the garlic bread?" <laughs> I, I, I feel you. So gentle, gentle reach out, see see what happens, and please post an update on this because this is one of the weirdest stories I've read on here. It's fascinating. <laughs> well, speaking hey, of weird, what do we got next? Yeah. We got fucking two weird ones in a row. I. 47M caught my wife 46F asking a Facebook psychic if there is a future with a guy she likes. But wait, there is more. I appreciate the showmanship. That's great. <laughs> I like that a lot. I'm invested. He's got like he's even broken it down into like story elements here. So it says background colon. Been married 23 years, two teenage kids, big house, decent middle class living. Problem. Wife asked some Facebook psychic whether there is a future with a guy that she likes. The psychic told her yes, and that the guy likes her back and wants to hook up. She answered, I hope so. Took pictures of that brief combo. Convo. She goes to this psychic to ask for prayers and new age bullshit about vibrations and good energy about various issues in her life. Irrespective of the psychic, there is a clear admission that she intends to cheat. Issues. She's working on a new real estate career. It's a little tough and been helping her a lot. As a result, she meets a lot of new people, so I can see how she could have met a guy. She is also a good-looking blonde, so I could see men wanting her. Also, her dad is close to dying and has transferred some of the money onto her account. It's well north of $100,000, and there is uh, more left to be transferred. If she divorces me after her parents die, who are also old, she could split well north of $500,000 in loot. If divorcing me now, around $300,000. Loot. After discovering this Facebook exchange, I went on snooping in her machines to get answers, which is when I discovered her dad transferred cash to her several times since 2017. So she has been hiding about these transfers. There's also a lot of cash transfers which I can't make out yet. Bottom line, wife hides her dad's cash for me, Seems to be actively looking to fetch a guy. What would you do to minimize being fucked? And that was posted by Waste Dump Can. <laughs> this took a turn. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah wow. this this guy isn't even asking for like how to fix this. This seems like he recognizes that this is pretty much fucked, and he's just like, yeah. how do I best come out of this unscathed? And also a little selfishly, I think he wants some of this fucking loot. I mean, a part of me doesn't blame him Can't blame for that, him. but like, it's it is, it is a, it's definitely not an ideal situation for this guy. Yeah, man. Uh, I think practically the thing he does is you, uh, you postpone the divorce as long as you possibly can, and wait for this money to start rolling in, and then when y'all divorce, you're entitled to half of it. <laughs> there you Please go. Just hang on. Just like, don't sign papers. Don't agree to anything. Wait for the money to get transferred over. Jesus Christ. Because I think if she like if she's leaving you after twenty three years and you got two kids, then you know, I think that would be hyper shitty of her 
to just bounce with a bunch of secret money. That 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 is true. I don't know. As much as I'm weirded yeah. out by this dude, like referring to it as loot, it also just feels like he's a little grizzled about how fucked this situation is. Because yeah, <laughs> 23 years <laughs> is a lot of fucking time. You've got like full grown ass kids. All of the sudden, this shit starts popping up. There's a yeah. fucking psychic involved. This is the, think about this a, a Facebook psychic. A Facebook psychic. <laughs> yeah, very important <laughs> distinction, like too, because that is substantially top. weirder than just, like, going to the sidekick's place. Like that... I wonder what a Twitter psychic is like. <laughs> yeah. Snapchat psychic. More emojis. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I see an eggplant in your future. <laughs> but, yeah, I, don't, I was prepared just to be like, yeah, this is fucked. You should get out of there. But, like, yeah, I mean, clearly the dude knows that. And clearly you should not just get out of there. Uh, cause yeah, you're getting fucking fucked over here. And, uh, if you're trying to get a portion of this money, I, yeah, what Arthur said, I think all you can really do is try to postpone this. He, I am interested. He doesn't mention feelings about this person at all. And I can't imagine that this just turned yeah. on a switch after being married for 23 fucking years that all of a sudden you just mm-hmm. can't stand this person. Like this is a lot, but you know what I mean? I feel like there'd yeah. at least be a part of like, things have been so good before and it just started to get weird recently or like maybe she's being different because, you know, her dad's sick and going through a hard time. This dude is just fucking all business. Points laid out with yeah. colons like this. I feel like this has been fucked for a long, long time. And so he's just he's just trying not to get, you know, completely screwed out of the financial situation. I think it's time to get paid, I'll- baby. <laughs> I feel like there's. More I feel so gritty saying that, that he's just not. I, I want more details <laughs> to justify it, even though I feel like it's they're implied. True. And I, I feel like there are more details that he's not sharing. Sure. Uh, def- definitely, you, you definitely. guys are right in the sense just, of like he's all business this, with this the current situation, which I appreciate, but also as a bystander, I don't know the context of this. If you want me to be on your side about getting the loot, you know, you got to tell me, you know. A little bit more than just the fucking sidekick here. 23 fucking years, dude. That's a long time. Yeah, man. That was a long time. You get married at 23, and then, uh, you know, or you get married at 24, and then 23 years later, you know, all this goes down. Like, that's, woo, woo. No, this is, all jokes aside, this is like some fucking life-shattering shit. Yeah. All jokes. Got married during the Clinton administration. That's fucking spooky. I don't even have memories (laughs) from that. All fucking jokes aside, except for this joke, new nonsense uh, posts in the comments. Tell her you're psychic, and you know she's going to be divorced as you hand her the divorce papers. Nice. That's that's like that's the move right there. (laughs) That is the move. That's that's good for that's good for a bit, but you're you're definitely not getting any of this loot if you pull that move. Yeah. You pull the receipts, you get, like, you lawyer up now, you get uh, all the information you can about the account transfers and about the psychic reading. Like, you get those screen caps. That's, that that's definitely important in divorce court. That's definitely the move here. This is much more of a legal advice question. I don't think any of us are lawyers. You know, I don't know your fucking motivations here, partner, but if this is as bad as I suspect it is, get a fucking lawyer and try to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, all right. Guy, I want to say good times, but uh, not particularly good times. Jesus fucking Christ. Not for that guy. Yeah, I thought that was just <laughs> going to be kind of a funny one, but that was actually kind of intense. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real moment. I saw a Facebook sidekick and not the 23 years of heartbreak and betrayal. 
Well, hey, you know what's not heartbreaking? It's the fact that we got a long fucking question in the question box. Folks! Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Yes, it is the question box. Anonymous question box. It's that part of the show where we read your listener questions. And uh, if you're somebody out there listening, you got a, a question just pushing against your heartstrings you want to send out here and get onto the show, you can find the link to our question box at Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. It's in the bio. Or at RadioFreeToteBag.Podient.Co. It's in the bar that says Ask Your Question. Click that shit. Type your question into the uh, little text box there and press enter. You don't have to make an account or anything. And, uh, yeah, we'll read it on the show and we'll respond. So... All, all true facts stated. So, <clears throat> yeah, this week we have a long one. This is, I think, the longest. It's actually split into two parts. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. Hi, Arthur and Donovan and Hello. Max. Longtime fan of the show. Thanks. I really respect your advice, especially because one of my friends posted a question to you, and your guidance really helped him through a bad time. Oh, fuck oh yeah. hell yeah. That makes us, that makes us happy. So he, That's always nice. So here's, uh, here's my question. So I, 21M, just recently told my ex-girlfriend, 21F, that I have casually been sleeping with a girl for a while after I encouraged her to share her exploits with me, thinking it would help us to both move on and become friends, which actually sounds quite foolish in hindsight. I'm going to make an editor's note I should have done at the beginning. This is a continuation of a question we had last week. These two people broke up. They were in different places. They still had feelings for each other. They agreed that they could like sleep around and stuff, and they just kind of put it on pause until they were in the same place. So Yeah, week, week before last. Seems to be an update to that. Back to the question. She and I dated for two and a half years. We were each other's firsts for everything, and then essentially opened our relationship to everything but sex with other people for about a year and a half. But it ended due to my insecurities about the future, marriage and kids, and the desire on both sides to truly date someone new when she left for study abroad. However, she and I were in our hometown a week after she returned, after I had started having sex with this new girl, 21F, who has only had one sexual partner, which will come up later, in the city I am interning in. One thing led to another, and we ended up in bed again. I asked her a lot of questions beforehand about what it would mean for our relationship, and if she was comfortable with this after we had agreed not to come back to each other for this, but did not volunteer that I had had sex with another girl, given that we had sort of a don't-tell-unless-it's-asked policy on what we do with other people. So, after all that backstory, I finally shared with her a few weeks after we resolved not to do it for a long time that I had slammed with another girl before clapping bung cheeks with her, and she is mad that I didn't tell her that we that I didn't tell her before we done banged and is ashamed and pissed at me saying things along the lines of you just withheld so that you could hop back into bed with me and you ruined my 21st birthday and I didn't even invite you you invited yourself before hanging up on me I guess I understand given I am still the only person she's had sex with but I thought she poon smacked at least one peen gooch when she was abroad and I just didn't want to ask at the time I also thought that since New Girl only had one partner, who only had been with her before me, that the chance of STI transmission was extraordinarily low. 
I love my ex-girlfriend, and I think I always will. I often don't know the right course of action when we have conflict, because I feel I should always do right by her, regardless of how it affects me, but I'm trying to find my own voice now that we are apart. So my question is, was I an asshole in this situation? And should I reach out to her to resolve this issue to stay friends? I haven't been perfect lately, and she is really very sweet most of the time, and knows a lot about me and my interests. I like her as a person, but feel my relationship with her is getting more toxic as time passes. TLDR, I told my ex-girlfriend that I had sex with somebody somebody else before we had breakup sex, and now she is very mad. Try to resolve this, or move on and don't try to stay friends. I appreciate any tips you may have. Love, Beavis. Uh, to follow up to this, I'll just go ahead and include this all in one go. They did a little follow up. Apologize if this wasn't clear. The reason she was mad is because what I did violates the terms of our prior agreement. And if I had told her that I had sex with someone else, she would not have slept with me. Also, we are part of the same high school friend group. So she knows my friends from my hometown just as well as I do. And by nature of us being together for so long, she has become close with the friends I made in college and texts them regularly. And one of my best friends since kindergarten, who she also gets brunch with from time to time. I am not concerned she'll try something with any of them, but I am nervous that she'll talk about me in a bad light to them if things go poorly. And the chances that I will see her at a gathering of buddies is pretty high, so I think it might need to stay pretty cordial. Thanks again, homies. Big question. A lot of fucking ends, a lot of fucking ats. Max and Arthur, what do you think about all this? This is, uh... This is tough. I'm trying to I'm trying to get it from both sides here cuz I can see what he's trying to say to her, like how he's feeling, but like I also kind of understand why she's upset. Same. Personally, I think the best thing for Absolutely. him to do in this situation is to honestly just be upfront and and apologize and be open about it, you know? I think he needs to admit that, you know, he like breached the terms of their agreement. wasn't intentional. At least, it didn't, I, like, to me, it doesn't sound like it was intentional. He was just doing what he thought, you know, what he what he had to do in the in that situation. And clearly, it it wasn't like you know she's upset about it. And I don't know. It's it's tough. But I think thinking long term for him, especially if they're if they have the same group of friends and they're gonna you know be the gatherings together. Go, just being honest and saying, "Hey, listen, I think there was a misunderstanding on 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 my part, maybe on both of our parts, but regardless of whatever it was, I'm sorry for for breaching that agreement because you know there's clearly the, the emotion he still has there for her. The feelings are still there, you know. Yeah. No, I, I I definitely feel what you're saying here, Max. Um, especially because you clearly you clearly have not even just romantic feelings, but you clearly care about each other. I mean, you're trying to run this agreement on all these things, despite knowing that you're like in this situation where you're apart and that could, you know, potentially bring chaos. It's clear both of you value this at the minimal, at the minimal friendship with each other. And so fucking definitely, if you're going to be seeing each other again, you can't, you know, besides wanting to maintain this friendship, but also not wanting to make your whole friend circle weird. I think I'm with Max. I think just going up and explaining what happened is the best policy. Um, because again, as we discussed in the last episode, I, we did like you, you made this agreement. You, you did. The only thing you broke about this agreement is that you told her about it. 
And, you know, ultimately I understand that you don't want to fucking hear about what your, you know, what your partner's doing. If you have this, like ignorance is kind of part of making that work. Um, but I, but, all, but you knew it. You both knew you were going to fuck other people. Yeah. You have to fucking know that. And so I think you just come clean with that. You apologize for telling her about it. You know, maybe give her the context of like, this was one person. This wasn't somebody who's like hooked up with a lot of people. It's not like a romantic thing. And I didn't know to bring that up with you or not before we had sex because I didn't know if I should talk about it. And then maybe, you know, I was feeling weird about it. So I had to say something. Just articulate where you're at. Apologize for it. You know, fucking reiterate that you value this person. You made this agreement for a reason. You care about each other and you're sorry. And hopefully, given a little bit of time, it'll it'll level out. Because when it comes down to it, I don't think you didn't do anything wrong here. You you you're within the realm of the agreement, except for telling her about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hmm. One thing I, didn't I also don't think he had again a lot of questions beforehand about what it would mean for our relationship. She was comfortable, so it seems like he was trying to establish, like he's like, is this cool if we do this? Is this is this okay? Are you going to be cool? Like, is everything going to be cool if we do this? And it seems like the answer was yes. Um. Mm-hmm. I am not certain how concrete that given that we had a don't tell unless asked policy. I'm not 100% sure how how stated that was because of where she says that she uh, if if I had told her that I had had sex with somebody else, she would not have slept with me. You know what I mean? That's that that's true. That's a tripping point. I was I was seeing too. But then yeah. you're also you're also in this situation where, you know, as they say, this is somebody who's been with one other person. You know, you, you, this isn't like a particularly risky situation. It's not like you're having sex with a lot of people. I still feel like you should have informed her beforehand. But you're also balancing that against the fact that you even implicitly agreed not to talk about who you were fucking. And... Again, it's fucking assumed that you're having sex with other people. Like, she would... You know what I mean? If they have this agreement that you're, like, not going to talk about it and they're still having sex, if she was very worried about that, I feel like she'd ask about that as opposed to him coming up with it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It would seem that she modified the terms of the agreement um, without uh, prior... uh, Like, what is it? Like, in all those EULAs where it's like... um, uh, these terms are subject to change without notification. Uh, seems yeah. like maybe seems if like maybe that clause might have been buried in the agreement. I I just feel yeah. like more. This is a slippery, complicated situation. This is fucking difficult yeah. to pull off well. So and yeah. so there you so go. This I, is the shit that happens. Here's what I think he's got to do. He's got to make that open and honest apology, and then he has to withdraw uh, to a large degree. I don't think you're going to be. I don't think things are going to be the same with this girl ever again. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, um, he's going to have to back up. It sucks. Like, yeah. but yeah, it does. You know, there was a misunderstanding and sometimes misunderstandings can lead to very serious consequences. And so mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't think that Beavis needs to worry about her talking about him in a bad light to his friends. Cause it doesn't seem like she's that kind of person, but I think, you know, I think with that apology, um, That'll that'll hopefully make her see that you know he's he's genuinely sorry. He's not trying to be like oh like yeah like I guess like fuck like I shouldn't have had sex with her or whatever. But like he's clearly like oh you know he feels bad you know. So when she sees that, hopefully she understands. I don't think she's gonna go around being like 
Right. Oh, well, Beavis is a fucking piece of shit. Like, fuck this guy. Because she seems like they seem like pretty level headed people. There's a misunderstanding between the two of them, but at the end of the day, they both seem very level headed. Definitely. I think that's the case. And this was agreed upon, you know, beforehand. I think it's just, I mean, it's the nature of these situations. You can make this agreement. You know, you can say logically, nah, you know, we can do this and we can get back together eventually. You can assume that you're going to have sex with somebody else, baby. But, like, actually hearing that and knowing that for sure, that's when fucking emotions, you know, come popping up all of a sudden. And, and that throws everything. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you'll be good. I don't think she's going to be running around saying things. I also think, I don't know if I'm full on with Arthur that this is fucked forever. But you definitely need to give her a little time to, like, kind of come to terms with this. Give the apology. Don't be coming in over the top too much about this. Give her a little space and and then kind of see what happens. But yeah, you, you knew this from the get-go. This is a fucking gamble to have this situation. You knew there's no certainty that this was going to work out. So stay level-headed. Communicate. Be very clear about your feelings here. And I, hopefully, you know, if this is what you want to happen in the long run is that you get back together, hopefully that'll pan out. Spooky. It's all very spooky. Spooky indeed. Wait, wait, they're fucking they're fucking twenty one too. This is like some advanced yeah. fucking relationship shit. And like advanced handling of it. Like I feel like they they're, they're they're doing you guys are doing very well with your communication and emotions for the most part, so good on you for that. And uh I don't know. That's a good, that's a good call. Yeah. I, I, I hope this I hope this pans out alright, but it definitely seems like your head's in the right place. Well, fellas, I think we got time for one mo. How y'all? How y'all feel about that? Hit it! I'm down. I'm down for one. This more. is important emotional shit. Yeah, this one right <laughs> here. Fucking buckle in because my wife threw away my starburst. My 28M wife F27 threw away my starburst while picking up the house. I'm pretty unhappy about it. They were laying on the floor, but the bag was half full. She claims she doesn't remember throwing them away, but I know I didn't, and they're gone. There's a little edit here. She now claims she may have seen the bag on the floor, but it was empty. I know there was still half of them left in there, and that was posted by Gnome Leader 213. Gnome Leader. This sounds like a scene from Step Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the... Sounds like the, hey man, do you, do you touch my drum set? <laughs> it does, but this is definite. This is serious. Looks like someone touched my drum set. This is serious <laughs> ass business, dude. You guys are fucking yep. married, and she's straight up gaslighting you here, dude. She fucking doesn't remember throwing them away. Oh, but now she claims she did see the bag and it was empty. You know, she can't even keep her fucking story straight, dude. She's chucking your starburst in the garbage. Next thing you know, no. she might be throwing your no, heart in the garbage. Happen. That didn't happen. She didn't throw them away. She fucking ate them. <laughs> she fucking she ate fucking them starbursts, ate them. dude. She was yeah. vacuuming with her mouth, and she vacuumed up all of the starbursts. <laughs> and you had saved the red and pink ones till the end, because those are the best ones. And she fucking ate them all. The and now she's lying. What What if the starburst is a metaphor for their relationship? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But but if, 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 if this is true, that the starburst is a metaphor for the relationship, then... You know, maybe he's been kind of just leaving it laying on the floor, and he's really got to stop Ooh. taking it for granted. You know, true. That's, you know, that's a that's a great point. It's a great point. True. And if you just leave that relationship lying around, 
And, you know, your partner ends up getting a little sick of it and throwing it away or potentially ingesting all of the relationship individually wrapped pieces. <laughs> That's on you for disregarding it and just leaving it sitting around on the floor, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Starburst is a very special candy now because I feel like I feel like people don't get it as often as they used to. So when someone buys a bag of Starburst, it's like y- you you almost want to hold on to it as like a relic. You know, you almost sure. don't even want to eat it. No, it's yeah. like you want you want to put it up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> get fucking a hundred and fifty individual tiny nails and make a little mural of individually wrapped Starbursts on your wall. <laughs> A reminder of childhood and your trashed heart, trashed soul, torn a fucking sunder relationship that this goblin-ass lied about. <laughs> goblin Fucking chewed up and spit the wrappers on the floor like the seeds out of a fucking watermelon or the pits out of a cherry. Have you guys seen that you can buy a stick of Starburst? You know how they come in like a stick of like you know, 18 or whatever mm-hmm. that you can get. You just get, it's all pink. You just get to all pink ones. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, damn. Fuck yeah. You go to the gas station. I don't, I don't think that's in Canada yet. Oh, yeah, shit, I am man. in a, I am in a test market. <laughs> Max, we're, we're sorry I'll, I'll to, keep, I'll keep you guys posted. Please do. We're sorry to make you aware of this. Uh, you know, American, American culture is a great and wonderful thing. And you know, eventually it comes to the other parts of the world. We're on the cutting edge. There's, it's it, it's crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Canada steals a lot of shit, like product wise, from the states. Like, uh, for example, a lot of a lot of Pringles flavors mm. have always started in the states, and then Canada's like, oh, we should probably do that too, eh? You know. <laughs> um, but my my favorite part, like going back to Bonnaroo, just for a quick second. Every time I go, I always do a Walmart run for sure. any, any supplies that I need. But my favorite part about going there is the fact that I'm going to see so much shit that I don't see in Canada. <laughs> ah. Like honey when... mustard flavored Pringles. Like what? Like fuck me up, you know? Like that's like I <laughs> wish I could go to a gas shit. station and be like, be like, hey, man, I'll take – I'm just grabbing this one container of honey mustard Pringles. <laughs> like come on. Y'all got – Y'all, I do not, I do not like ketchup, but y'all got them ketchup chips though. That's true. Not. It's really funny. A, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, like ketchup chips are so great." And I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of, I think I'm over ketchup chips. Sure. Uh, but now apparently, their Doritos have apparently made their own ketchup chips, and apparently that's like the talk about the town right now. Huh. Uh, but I've, I've yet to try them. But once again, I'll, I'll, I'll report back. I'll, I'll see if it's worth. Please what let us know. Did. What year did Pizzalicious Pringles arrive in Canada? Are they wait? Are they called Pizzalicious there? Because we just have them as pizza. We've we don't have Pizzalicious. There was a commercial I remember very clearly. It's gonna be like it's probably gonna be the last thing I hear when the when my brain releases the DMT when I die. I'm gonna hear Pringles a Pizzalicious. Oh no. Oh no, I remember Man. that. It's oh, in there. No, in there. I fucking hadn't thought of that in years. That's I don't, awful. I don't think I don't think we ever I don't think we ever had that in Canada. We have we have pizza flavored Pringles, but they kind of just showed up one day and everyone's like, Well, here's like here's the best fucking flavor of Pringles we're ever <laughs> gonna really have. It's really true. <laughs> it's really fucking true. That's so good. Uh, Bar- barbecue is a close second, but something about the the pizza flavored Pringles just 
Mm. Hits the spot. They're slappers. You're missing the name in the advertising campaign, though. That pure distilled American culture. Oh, oh say well, can they, you they see? <laughs> they. I remember seeing a lot of ads for Pringles, but they would always just be ads about, you know, for the original flavor, but the joke would be that people would get their hands stuck in the can. <laughs> which which is a common thing that happens to me because I have the lankiest fucking hands. I'm just a lanky person in general. So anytime, like, if my if my partner is, like, having Pringles, she can get to the bottom of it, no problem. But, like, I need to, like, angle it and kind of just, like, slide them out. It's always dangerous, yeah. too. But, hey, that's the hallmark oh, yeah. of a good and functioning relationship you got there. You know, you're bringing your own talents to the table. She can retrieve the Pringles from the bottom of the can. That's big. You're a team. Exactly. Very important. And that's that's what that's what we do. <laughs> a, a, t- a team that works with the Pringles can together stays together. I just dropped a link in the Discord. Let's let's take a minute. Let's all take a moment and uh, view this. I think. Oh, this is... I fucking remember this shit, dude. Yeah, this uh, is gonna be fucking. This is American culture at its peak. <laughs> Pringles pizza, delicious. This is a, I, I'm not gonna lie, I think this is a first for me. That brought back some fucking feelings, man. I remember that yeah. seeing that show on like Nickelodeon or something as a kid. And I had forgotten, because you guys are out here raving about the pizza, dude. I had a time when I was a kid, I was sick, I ate the pizza goldfish, and it made me more sick. And so like pizza flavoring uh, has been ruined for me. So, it, this commercial's just always brought on, you know, shock and awe and nausea. The screaming Italian man and the memories of vomiting up the the pizza fish. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Just watching this commercial. If I were seeing this when I was younger, it's one of those commercials that when I see it, I would probably switch the channel because it would scare me. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, it... like, watching it now, I I can only describe it as a bad acid trip. <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking gnarly. Watching it is, it... yeah. Watching it is like. A ten-year-old, a, a I would think to myself, like, no, I don't like that. I don't know. It, it does. It doesn't sit well with me. It's so over the top. <laughs> it has like the fucking powerful organ music, and it's it's just about chips that aren't even you know slices of potatoes. They're assembled from like ground up <laughs> potato meal and fried, and then they're in a tube, and and now they have pizza flavoring. But instead of the emotion that that sentence brings you, it's like a pizza little fucking a chip and put it in your thumb. I don't know. The best part it's is gratuitous. Like, it's a continually rising melody. <laughs> it like it's it just it fucking crescendos in this <laughs> operatic where he goes a pizza delicious. <laughs> it's so funny because the the I guess like the the jingle. Reminds me of a, of a pizza chain in Canada here. I don't know if it's in the States. It's called Pizza Nova. I thought you were going to say it was called Terror uh, Pizza. <laughs> Ooh, that, that sounds sounds intense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I'd want to eat there. But I remember hearing they did a lot of radio ads. And they have a song. And it's still the same song to this day with the phone number. It goes, 439-0-0-0-Pizza-Nova. And they have like... <laughs> There's a whole, like, I could literally sing the whole song. It's like, with every pizza nova, you get real Italian pizza. It's like, they have, like, a whole song. And I remember my, my brother, this is, like, years ago. He was like, he was like, hey, he's like, what's the phone number for pizza nova? And I was like, oh, four four three nine zero 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 zero. And he goes, what? He's like, no, he's like, that's, he's like, Max, that's the song. <laughs> and I'm like, 
yeah, dude, it's the song and the number, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's like, wait, he's like, no, he's like, they're saying, oh, 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 Pizza Nova. Like, it's just like, oh, like, oh, no. Pizza Nova. Oh, 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 I'm like, oh. No, like, that's the number. Like, oh, as in like zero. Like, come on. He's like, oh my God. He had like, I've never seen my brother more shattered and crushed <laughs> in his entire life. <laughs> can I hit, can I hit my Cincinnatians with something real quick? Okay. You're not going to know this at all. Three, four, seven, one, 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 one. I'm from fucking Cincy. I don't know that. What the hell is that? You don't know that? That was there was a Larosa's commercial where they had a little where they sing the fucking number for the for the pizza place. And to this day, it's three, four, seven, one, 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 one. Damn! I wish they would have gotten more Italian with it because hearing Max's rendition of that fucking pizza place and this Pringle shit, like fucking corny stereotypical Italian accents, are the funniest fucking shit in the world, dude. It's, it's so really good. Are. It's not stereoty- it's, the- it's not bad. Italians are fucking they're fucking white people. You know what I mean? It's not hurting anybody. Ah. It's fucking hilarious. It's a hilarious racial caricature, cultural caricature, and you know it doesn't it doesn't actually it doesn't bother anybody. It's just. Bill Burr had a great bit on that. I'll, I'll send you spicy pizza pie. All right, all right. Um, you guys, I I just posted a link to the uh, the Pizza Nova song. Okay, uh, this is actually in brackets the longest running radio jingle, and I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna, I can't believe I'm about to say this. It's gonna get stuck in your head because it's fucking catchy, <laughs> but the pizza is like decent. Dude, this has like an eighties thing to it. The song. Yeah, I know. Eh? Holy shit. Man, I, it's it's like it's good. <laughs> There's just the picture. We're gonna, we're gonna have to include the audio of this on the fucking show. There's the picture of this white Santa Claus looking dude just like doing like a cool pose. And I assume that's him who's singing in the fucking fake ass Italian accent about pizza. I don't know, man. I would, I would assume. This so. is what I'm talking about. Western <laughs> culture is fucking decadent and disgusting, but it's also fucking hilarious. <laughs> Dear God, so much money goes into these fucking fake Italian pizza jingles, and that it, it, it just warms a certain part of my heart. I'll tell you what. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> okay, yeah, this was a show about relationships. Now it's a show about pizza jingles. We're fucking sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's too good of a tangent that to go down and yes that song is now oh, stuck yeah. in my head yeah oh the fucking I, I drums you. man I told you <laughs> well Max before we get out of here do you want do you have anything coming up you want to plug you got any shows you want to tell the folks about if any uh, if any Torontonians uh, are, are listening, you can see Sweet Tooth. We're playing a show August 9th in Barrie, actually. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up the old Peter Pit again. <laughs> um, see if that fucking uh, Barry Hick is uh, hanging out. He there. He just lives there. Uh, we're playing August 9th. Yeah, honestly, he might. Fuck. Um, we're playing August 9th at the Fox Lounge, and then at the end of August, we're playing a show at Lee's Palace. Uh, which is going to be our first time playing Lee's, which is going to be super fun and super sweaty because it is hot in that venue. So uh, wear 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 light clothing because you're <laughs> you're gonna sweat. You might Love describe it. it as a spicy pizza pie. Well, yeah, folks. Anybody's near Toronto or up there, go see Sweet Tooth. Tell Max we said hi. And uh, hey, if you actually make it to that show, if anybody's up there, uh, I would ask that you request the uh, Pizza Nova song. And uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe they'd sneak a cover in there for you. <laughs> well, 
Well, it's, it's funny because at our last show, we did a cover of the Scooby-Doo theme song. So, uh, you know, we this this is a strong possibility. I'll, I'll bring it up to the guys and, and see if they still want me in the band or not. Fuck, if you... D- Jesus Christ, if you do the Pizza Nova cover, oh my God, that would be incredible. Gonna, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least one person casually shits their pants. <laughs> it would be great. It would be great. Well, good fucking right. times. You know Max, Honestly, thank you for coming on. When, when it's I, been wonderful yeah, fucking thanks, talking no to problem. you. Folks, listen I'm, I'm to gonna, Sweet I'm going to look up the chords. Eat at Pizza Nova. Uh, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Uh, thanks again to Max Farber for coming on the show. Uh, it was excellent to have you with us. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get out of here. Got to let you all know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And this week, our outro music has been switched up with our dear guest, Max Farber. Thanks again for coming on. And the outro song this week is the song Hi by Sweet Tooth. As we mentioned before, you can find them on Spotify. Look up Sweet Tooth. And uh, look for the uh, uh, the mouth with the sweet tooth on it. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> with yeah, the smiley face. Basically, yeah. Look for the sp- look for the spooky <laughs> with the, mouth. The smiley face. Yeah, look for acid the tab. look for the spooky acid tab mouth. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> it's a great having you with us. Uh, we do it for y'all. Oh, uh, also real quick, uh, thanks to the folks who put um, iTunes reviews up. That really helps us a whole bunch. But we need a whole bunch more. So if you're listening to the show and you love it and you want to help us out, head on over to your uh, podcast app of choice and click five you know, stars or thumbs up or whatever your uh, particular platform has and uh, leave us a nice little review. It helps a whole bunch. And uh, just, hey, you know, fucking I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. If I leave this time tomorrow, will you let me stay the night? Trying to beg or borrow I just want to make things right Some might say that I'm a dreamer